Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Okay, so welcome and thank you for joining us today. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about candle magic. We'll probably start off with just some basics and then kind of get deeper into our own personal practices with candles. Right, um, because last time when we were talking, we said something like, oh, we're not going to do something so basic like candle magic. <laughs> and then we were like, hmm, maybe we should, because first of all, it's not that basic. Yeah. Secondly, we both use it tons like yeah. it's part it's an integral part of our um, practice and though we do understand that you know pinterest can f- spew up a lot of the information that we might include today um just i think seeing how we use it and also like our own practices will be helpful yeah and i also think that coming from like the latina background we do use the candles a lot even if it's more i think we use a lot more like the novenas and the seven days yeah i agree then over here i think they use more like the chime and spell candles yeah i see that a lot and then i'm not is the bigger than the chime candles a taper is that right tapers are the long thin ones yeah i think i see a lot of those too tapers in, too for yeah. like pic in pinterest pictures and stuff like that yeah and I, and I think we use more chunky, long-lasting ones. Yes. Like we want to make sure it gets some power behind days. it. Days. <laughs> we need days to work this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we should start with that. What type of candles have we seen and which ones do we work? Let's do small to big. Yeah. Okay. So one that I use and I use often are birthday candles. Mm-hmm. I use birthday candles a lot. Obviously, I'm not going to be asking for a new house with a birthday candle, um, but I do use it for little everyday things. One of the most frequent ones that I use is I buy pink birthday candles. Just when my kids are squabbling, mm-hmm. I just turn one on and just say, you know, let the love flow between them. If they need to be sweeter to each other, I might sprinkle a little bit of sugar on top of it and just burn it. And then like literally in two minutes, the kids are laughing or, I you know, I, I, I love it. It works fabulously well. And they're and it's not like they don't even know it, you know. It's not like I'm going to them and saying I'm gonna turn on a pink birthday candle. It's just I see them fighting. I'm like, come on, guys. And then I go and I turn on a candle. It's like, take a deep breath. Yeah, everything (laughs) seems to like chill. It's really nice in that sense. Um, I think for me, the smallest candle I use, I use, I'll use tea lights mm, occasionally, Mm -hmm. um, and I will use tea lights in a square or triangular formation around my base candle. Sometimes it's like a protection. Are you doing it like uh, quarters, or are you doing it like a circle? I uh, so I'll do four corners, or I'll do three to form a triangle, depending on like the petition that I'm working with. Okay, that's awesome. And then the tea lights, do you align? Do you just use like regular white tea lights, just basic, or do you align them like? in in color or in scents or stuff like that just regular basic i usually have a scented um my main candle is scented or has some sort of oil or herbs on it and i don't like mixing too many smells (laughs) so i keep it pretty plain just for the fire aspect of it i like them okay cool and then after the tea lights, I'd say it's probably those, um, what they call the chime candles. Chime spell is the same, Yeah, I think. Chi- I think they're the same, yeah. Chime and spell candles. They're probably like four or five inches. They're not that big. Yeah. Um, they're not that, maybe three quarters of an inch. And, yeah, 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 they're I not would... They're not really thick either. And I think those are the ones that I see the most locally, like I, that I see, you know. In shops and stuff. In shops and also like they sell the little holder yeah. oh yes 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 those little holders so i know that if the shops are selling those little holders it's because people are using those candles yeah and i think those burn pretty quick maybe just a couple hours i think they're like five hours okay i think they're like five hours like max obviously if you have a lot of fire going on there or you know something's making it burn faster or work harder right it might go down a little faster but in general i think yeah like five hours um okay and then after that would be like what i would consider like Oh, let's do tapers and then the regular candles. So tapers, mm-hmm. which are longer than regular candles in my opinion, right? right. But um, but they're thinner. Right. I think they do burn. They're going to burn a little bit, like an hour or two longer than the spell candles. I think. I think they might burn like eight or nine hours. Yeah. yeah. A couple more hours than the spell candles, like double. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and those are just like the thinner at the top and then they, they taper, right? They taper up, right? Because yeah. it gets... And then they're a little bit wider on the bottom, so they're not even throughout. Right. And so those, um, I have seen many of those coated, so like in like foil. Yes, 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 because so, it's hard to get a gold candle because, yeah. yeah, so they'll coat it, do they'll a coat gold, those ones Because since they're not contained in any glass or anything like that, it's easy for them to coat them. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And then I also know that there's some, um, I used to work at a candle shop and they would sell the tapered bay leaf one that had been like for New Year's. Oh, I, yeah. People would come in asking for those like crazy, like the last week of Christmas and then after Christmas, everybody would be like, do you have them? We just like <laughs> two tapers, you know, and that's all. I don't know the local tradition for that. I know that obviously people burn them and for good luck and whatever New Year's. It's not a local tradition for us back home. So for me, it was something new, although we do use Bailey's a lot, but, you know, for prosperity and stuff, but never like the tapered candle. And I thought that was pretty cool. I know Bailey's and beans for New Year's, but um, for the candles have to are gold and silver. That's the important part mm-hmm. for my tradition. Okay. So, yeah, no, these were actually like green bay leaf interesting tapers very cool yeah they, they had it in it or they they, they they would burn with the scent interesting yeah i have to check that so, out yeah. tapers and then after that i would go to what we would consider like normal candles right right which are the big blocky ones yes that um round come and, in the glass jar so right and are they the novenas or the noven there's the one the short ones and then there's the novenas or the tall ones right yeah Okay. Not yet, because so what are we call, nine. What are we calling the the smaller ones? Four point five. <laughs> <laughs> you call them four point five. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I just I call um. La vela. Yeah, I el, mean it's just a vela. Or do we call it el velón because the velón are like the chunkier, bigger ones. I just call them a vela. Or yeah. Yeah. I think that's my blanket statement though. So like the you mean like the half size? Right. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a I don't specific know name on that because there's like the half size and then the big one we call it el velón, which yeah. is just like the bigger the yeah. bigger vela, <laughs> el velón. Um. So yeah, I don't know what we call it, but yeah, those would last how long? Those can last like three days, right? Yeah. So three to five days if you're burning them um consistently. And then a lot of people will burn them in like eight, nine hour chunks. So mm-hmm. if you do, I believe if you do nine hours a day, they last nine days. Okay. So they last 81 hours then. Okay. That's interesting. And then, um, so the novenas, which I didn't know it was supposed to be like burnt for nine hours a day. I knew, well, I knew all- it was because it was nine days. Well, they're also called seven day candles. So they're called novenas, which means nine, but they're also referred to as seven day candles because of the same type you burn them for obviously longer than they're, you know, they'll run out in seven days, mm-hmm. but burning, burning straight through is three to five for sure. That's fairly consistent. Yeah. That's what you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I, my novenas, I don't, since I'm, I, I don't, I think that that's very strongly tied to the Catholic corporeal practice mm-hmm. um and since i i mean i went to catholic school all girls catholic school of course <laughs> but um since i don't really tie into the catholic practice myself i don't use novenas much mm-hmm. and then the novenas that i do use are usually because um of the art that's been put on the begin on mm-hmm. the front of it or that i've made like i just showed you an ancestor candle that i have with my grandfather on mm-hmm. it i have the one that you gave me that has the chariot, the chariot on it um, and I have another one that has um, a sigil of protection for like when like moving into a house. Yeah. So I have them. They've been for very specific purposes, but I had don't really like they'll last me nine years. Because <laughs> okay. I, I don't they don't burn them very often. So la novena mía va a ser larga. It's gonna be a really long novena for me. Yeah. Um, uh, but you do how always have one i keep one on my altar going uh not always but i i would say at least once a month i try to i don't know put myself in a direction of positive change and so whatever that needs to be whether it needs to be i, I need to work on my creativity i need to be calmer i need to be more active in my love life um i will find an associating color and uh speak about my intention and then i place that candle on my altar and then and then i'll keep that burning do you align that intention with um any moon phase or is it just when it hits you uh i i have i have aligned on moon phases but i always do it when it hits me like when i realize something is off balance then i'm like ha ha ha, okay let's straighten out this thing let me turn on the candle (laughs) yeah let me turn on the candle fire (laughs) gotcha okay cool and then so after the novenas would be the velones see and the velones are just like the big hurricane candles. I think this is what they call them in English, right? I don't know. I think the they hurricane call them, candles? Yeah, because they're like in the hurricane glass or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got you. I think they're called the hurricane candles in English. We might be lying. Yeah. <laughs> not lying because it's not on purpose. We may be wrong. Yeah. And then, um, and those, I I personally don't use them. On, I just 
do have them. <laughs> I don't know why I have them, but I don't use them. I guess I, I just think that the bigger it is, it's like the more oomph you're bringing to it. Mm-hmm. And like you're really putting a lot of intention into working with it. And I guess I just luckily, toco madera, <laughs> haven't needed a big old velon. You right. Know? I like if one of my kids were in the hospital or something, I might need something yeah. like that. But like luckily I haven't needed it. Yeah. I mean, anytime I, because I wouldn't think to use that even like I wouldn't that wouldn't be my go-to. I might even pull in another like uh, velon or yeah another novena or a couple of them. But yeah, that I agree. I think the bigger the candle, like you really. Yeah, you're you're putting in like a lot of power behind that that intention, and yeah. you're asking you know for more help. And the reason why candles are used in this way is because they're so porous, so they're able to take in. That's why we put herbs and oils and stuff because you know they're ta- so the the bigger the candle, the more it can take in. Right, so the more powerful it would be. I'd agree. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think we've covered the candles. Yeah, okay. uh, colors. No, right. Oh, the, oh, the candles, the, the, types. the physical yes, yes. candles, right? So you want let's do. You should really see us with our hands. We're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. So colors. Um, let's start with the easiest one: white. Mm-hmm. White can be a stand-in for any. any other one. So if you, you know, if color association. Okay. So important thing to know about uh, magic, and I think I've mentioned this before, but you can do magic any day of the week, any phase of the moon, any astrological sign with any color, with any herb. You can do whatever you want because the most important part of magic is intention. However, every single thing that you add in and you layer in is just strengthening your magic Mm -hmm. because you're eating it. It's like you can eat whatever you want when you're hungry and you don't need a plate and silverware and a napkin and a glass of water to help you wash it down. But if you have... A knife to cut the meat and if you have a spoon for a, for a soup and if you have a fork to pinch food um, and if you set that on a on you know on a plate that has bore edges on it so the food doesn't fall off when you're pushing it around it all helps right so it's the same thing this is amazing analogy <laughs> so it's the same thing you know you're just adding elements that will help you and you think of it like you're using your own personal energy to seek out these items to make your spell more powerful and that you're just your own energy is going into finding other energetic items and it's just bringing more more power to it yeah and you're associating these things with your own um spell work or ritual or whatever you're going to do and you're investing yeah you're investing not only you're investing your energy but also you're investing your um intention Mm -hmm. because as you layer in items, you're thinking about it and you're thinking about why you want to bring them in. So I think it, it is making that output a lot stronger. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's get to the colors. Okay. White, we've just mentioned, it mm-hmm. can be a substitution for any other color. Um, it could also represent when you want something innocent or pure. So yes, any other association you have for it? I mean, it's a good just to kind of wipe a slate clean, mm. like air to wipe something clean so like if you had like a problem with somebody you would do that versus like a black one uh no i mean if it if you were just like so black is a little bit heavier Mm -hmm. if you just wanted to like like light a candle for fire representation okay just kind of sure without giving it like any special added meaning okay sure that makes sense i think we should jump to the other end to the black because you know yeah so black for protection uh big time it's going to absorb negative energies that's kind of black's job mm-hmm. that's and uh, but i i if i am unsure of how i feel about something black's my go-to okay um it's also good for reversal magic yes and it's also good for banishing mm-hmm. okay and then let's see if we can kind of gradually go up from the colors uh pink so pink's going to be like sweeter, light, light, friendly love kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Sweetness. I, yeah, I see the sweet love. Um, we did talk about it when we were talking about um, love magic. Oh, love yeah, spells. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after pink, the red as well. Red also, not just love, but also lust. Love, passion. sex, yeah. Sex, yeah. And having some fun. Then after that, uh, yellow. For me, yellow is like when I need energy, I'm trying to light a fire myself to do something sun that's kind of a yeah i see it as um like a mercurial because on on wednesdays i know that that's one of the on wednesdays i it's mercury associated and i use the light blue and the yellow as the colors of oh, the nice. day and so for me it's like that quick wit it's that thinking smooth quickly and oh that, i got you nice yeah 
like that mercury energy so the communication communication mm-hmm. it works for communication for me it also works for it can work for friendship too because i mean friendship needs a lot of communication yeah so i think that works there and a little bit of zest if you wanted to bring in like a, the sun although probably for the sun i might use gold i don't know <laughs> yeah and then um let's jump to gold yellow gold um gold can be used for prosperity money mm-hmm. it can be a masculine representation as well and um what do you use it for in my practice gold is just specifically for money while green which is often found used for money in other traditions is used for justice and balance okay so i use green for sometimes i use it for prosperity but i'll also use it for nature okay and i'll use it for um like when you need to have an a burst of like i think of the hulk right okay so the Hulk's all angry and he just like, he can switch quickly. Yeah. Right. So like I see green like that. Okay. So like it, it gives you a burst of something. And it's the same thing when you're feeling down, you go out into nature. What's the color of nature? It's green. Yeah. You know? And it kind of like, it gives you like a balance. It gives you a burst. I don't know how to explain it, but that's the way I associate it. I got you. If I'm not using it for money, because obviously the currency here is green. And so. Right. It, it goes with that. If we lived in a place where the currency was, you know pink or, pink or yeah. blue or whatever we would use that color but since it's directly associated with you know that maybe yeah they so I, I would see that there um okay and then jumping over to do we hit brown since we're talking about earth and sure if you want uh so brown's a pretty important one for grounding for getting yeah for me i'm a i am a very major air sign i have a lot of things going on in my head so brown candles are really important when i need to start getting all of the things out of my head I actually um, recommend brown candles for people that are suffering from anxiety. Really? Yes. Um, I, I tell them to do like, you know, banish anxiety. You just write anxiety on it from, from, from them outwards because you want it to go away. And um, and just to burn it with that intention of like as it burns to have all their anxiety burn That's away. That's totally what I use it for, but I never really knew. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I, I recommend. <laughs> yeah. There's a... Um, there's a phrase in a couple of Latin American countries, which is, oh, you say being cabezona. And it doesn't mean big headed. It means like I'm in my head like right. all the time. For me in my country, it would be like a cabezon is like somebody that's hard headed. Mm-hmm. But for like, I know that, you know, Uruguay, Chile, all those like in the lower Latin America, they use cabezon as like anxiety driven or Interesting. thinking a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've recommended that for like to get rid of anxiety. And I also will use it for like protection, but protection of the assets. Okay. Because like if I wanted to protect the home or something. Yeah, I've heard that with property. I've yeah, heard that with property. Like property, like not like protect from spirits or from bad intentions or from evil eye, but like to protect like the assets per se. Yeah. I That's funny. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then blue? Blue for me is calming actually. Same. And it's also really good for discipline because it's a Saturn color. Okay. And Saturn is, you know, the daddy of the, of the astrology. I'm still learning all my astrology from okay. you. <laughs> well, for me, blue is like, it's Saturn. It's like when you need to start a new routine, when you need to start um, something that needs to be structured or that needs to be disciplined, then Saturn is the go-to there. And okay. I'm sorry, blue is the, and, yes. and I'm talking about the darker blue. Um, not the light blue, like I mentioned, the light blue for me would be more communication and more mercury oriented. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, dark blue, I've always really just, I mean, I guess I, I don't know that I see a lot of light blue out there, but I, I would, dark blue to me is very like just calming, soothing, ch- yeah. chilling out. Chilling out. Then we can jump to, um, let me get um, silver because we didn't hit it oh, when yeah. we were doing gold. So silver is, for me, is intuition and it also represents the feminine energy. Yes, and so it, it just re- represents like the moon, right? Like mm-hmm. just that moon color and just like everything that the moon represents. And then um, from there we can jump to purple. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Um, well, purple is a very mystical, powerful color. So I use it for um, for visions for to open kind of to open up my third eye, I guess would be mm-hmm. the way to say yeah. that. For me, purple association is visions and psychic powers. Yeah, for me, it's definitely psychic power. Um, I don't work with mediumship myself, but I do work with like lots of intuition. Mm-hmm. So I I do like to burn like a purple candle when I'm actually going to be reading. And so if I have the opportunity, I'll burn one and just like it 
centers me like in my own high priestess power kind of thing you yeah know? definitely and like high priestess i'm referring to the tarot card not you know certification or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> so um what color are we skipping orange my orange color yes orange orange creativity or i i always have orange candles around um mm. just in case of roadblocks or stuff uh, any anything like that i feel recently in being with a um i i had a baby three years ago so having a three-year-old child is like puts a little stints in my creativity and so i have to kind of light a candle and remember like you're an artist too <laughs> <laughs> so yeah orange is my favorite color and i'll give you guys the story some other day but um Every What's the story? Story? It's, it's long story. Oh, okay. yeah. but and um but orange is my favorite color and anybody that knows me knows that i've you know dressed in orange a lot i like my other business the the colors of the company are orange and blue so it's just like orange is like huge mm -hmm. and it's creativity mm -hmm. i do consider myself a creative person energy i and you know like having nice <laughs> energy fire energy just like energy to be able to do things not just because some people have energy to think up things, but then getting moving is the hard part. So I, I it's see, me pointing at myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I see the orange as that energy to actually take the steps that need to be taken. Yeah. And I've heard that, um, you know, since it is used as a road blocker, um, not a road blocker. Opener. Opener. Yeah. I'm like, it's not a blocker. Abre <laughs> no. camino. Um, you can use it with in conjunction with any other spell because it's only going to enhance the power yeah. of the other spell that you're going to have to open it up. Excellent. So, yeah. So, those are the colors. Yeah. Um, yes, that was very rainbow color oriented. You know, we went in exact order. Exactly. As you can tell. <laughs> as you can tell, we didn't jump around at all. But you can, that's nice because you can see how our brains work. Yeah. Well, ding, ding, ding. It, it all gets connected in there. Yeah. Okay. And then let's talk about dressing a candle. Okay. So, it, do you, because I kind of consider it while I'm reading or while I'm listening to people uh, speak about it, anointing, blessing, and dressing to me. Three different things. What? Ah, you think it's all the same? Well, because you're, but yeah, but it's all, I mean, you're speaking, you're dressing. I don't know. It all happens, right? <laughs> like, you should see her move. <laughs> <laughs> she just did salsa down here. <laughs> anointing and dressing for me are. Um, they can be almost at the same time or one after the other but for me anointing is only liquid based okay and dressing is dry matter okay and so you need to anoint so you can dress well yeah because okay. if not it won't stick I guess so I guess because right? it happens at the same time it's all just the right? same thing so for me anointing is actually using but you can anoint and not dress oh yeah because there's lots of times that I only anoint I only you know use a candle and put an oil on it and I don't do any sort of dressing i don't add herbs or crystals or anything to it um and then obviously if you dress then you anoint because right. if not it won't stick unless you're doing like a tea light or a velon where you're just sprinkling it on the top well but, and i sometimes will put herbs because i make my own candles occasionally but i'll put herbs in them and i consider that dressing them. yeah i consider that dressing yeah okay and then and not then, not anointing all right i got you yeah we'd have to look up the definitions it but that's the way yeah. but that's the way i see it because anointing then, oil yeah yeah and then blessing is completely different which is when you're words yeah it's words it's speaking into it it's speaking what you know what you're asking it to do and consecrating it and telling it you know this is your job and yeah this is what you're going to be doing and you can do that without oils or without herbs so you don't need to anoint or dress to bless. Yes, I guess I just do the process at the same time to me. So it's the same thing. I'm like, well, no, you're just fixing. Oh, is that called fixing a candle? I've never heard that phrase. What? That's what it is. <laughs> I'm fixing my candle. That's how you fix your candle. That is a term. I know that term. That's because it's all of the things. It's the speaking of the words. It's the oil. It's the herbs. That's fixing the candle. Okay, okay. so you can either <laughs> anoint, dress, bless, or you can just fix it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That sounds about right, about decent. Okay. So when we speak about anointing, we're talking about a liquid form, usually an oil. Mm -hmm. And we can do, write this down. This is going to be on our list of future episodes. Um, we can do a whole episode on how to make your own oils, anointing oils. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but you can use an oil. Like, for example, when we talked about the the loved one, we I mentioned that I just used pheromones. Mm-hmm. And those are already made. And I just grab the pheromones and dress the candle. Sorry, anoint the candle. There's money oil. There's protection oils. Mm-hmm. And they you know, they already come ready. You can buy them at the botanical or you can make your own, whichever way you prefer. Mm-hmm. I'm lazy. I, buy, I just prefer to buy them yes and i mean i'm helping other witches you know with their support botanica yeah and i'm helping the the creator because obviously you know this isn't going to be what's that name of that company that's in like the owners of half the world um johnson and johnson like procter and gamble yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i think procter and gamble owns johnson and johnson probably yeah yeah so this is not going to be a procter and gamble product this is something that a witch in her home or her small you know studio or whatever created and got out to whatever her network is, you know? It's yeah. usually not something that's far-fetched and you're not going to find oils that were made 100 miles. Oh, yeah. Indio. Indio products. Which one are Indio? Indio products are going to be like, uh, they're the, the most common products in uh, Botanicas. Oh, El Indio. Si. Si, si. But where are they made? Uh, I think it's California. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to be really far, you know? Like in the ones that I go to the Botanicas in Puerto Rico, I think the company's called Marine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're all made like in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It's not like a and 1% the, company. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I like the, the Root is a company. Oh, cool. I don't know that. They're in New Orleans. Oh. And, you know, so all their products are in New Orleans. They ship throughout the States, but it's not like, you know, you have to know what you're looking for. You got to go to their page. Yeah. You know, and order it, you know. So anyways, I like it. I like to keep it small. And Etsy, of course, has tons of, yes. you know, makers. And so we just support those people. Um. So I like that. Or you can, we'll make an episode where we can explain how to make your own oils. Yeah. Okay? But it, it's, you know, preview. It's all based on correspondences. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. That was the word I was looking for. And then say, yeah, so the oil. Okay, so. Is there any specific oils you like to use? I use as these um, corresponding oils, so it just depends on what I'm going for. Do you always use oils? I do. Yeah? Yeah. I don't always. And so I do sometimes, sometimes I don't. But I, I, I usually do. I but. use oil, but I always use herbs because I always am around herbs. So mm-hmm. that's why. I'm on curandera. She's not using herbs. Mm. That's why it comes like, so that's why to me it's just like the same. My hands are in oil. My hands are in herb. It's the same yeah, thing to me. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, with the oils, I think you guys get the, the, the gist of it. You can understand it's just basically dressing the can. It's basically anointing the candle. And you're going to put it upwards, um, like from the bottom to the top if you want it to go away from you, and from the top to the bottom if you want to attract it to yes. you. And when you're doing it, you do the blessing. You basically tell it what you're wanting to do and yes. why you're, Use you your know, words. Use your intention. That's where your power is. That's where your power is. And then after that, you can dress it, which mm-hmm. is the herbs. Um, and that can be anything. It can be herbs or what were the other ones, like sugar Sp- and salt? Yeah, spices. sugar and spices. And spices could be. Um, again, that's all based on whatever type of magic you're trying to do. So we did. We talked a little bit about the loved ones. I'd say that for protection, it would be sort of similar to the things that we would use in the episode that we talked about the baths, mm-hmm. right? So the bitter ones, and then um, any one trick that I use a lot is to use cafe, cafe, coffee. Yeah, yeah. I use coffee a lot to make things come more quickly. Okay. So I usually just add that in. It could be for love. It could be for luck. It could be for protection. I just take a little bit of the crown coffee yeah. and just put it on. I love that. For and quickness. It, yeah, for quickness. That's and awesome. I think I think it helps a lot. Um, and yeah, just the basics, you know, sugar for, for something nice, salt for protection, clothes, you know, just the basic things that we've already mentioned before. And, and then the bitter ones, just like more like the roux and... The copal and see, uh, marigold is pretty bitter as well. Um, rue is the, my most bitter basic one yeah, that Roo I go is, for. Yeah, rue is like the basic one. Um, yeah, I think we got that. And then, so oh, for the oils, do we want to talk about nails, pins? So, yeah, let's talk about. So, go ahead. So, okay, so, so um, for the oils, when we're anointing to get to the oils in the candles, sometimes with the the larger novellas. What you'll do is you'll put a nail or a hat pin to make holes into mm-hmm. it. And you can do it with the candles that aren't in the glass jars. I just work with those more, so that's what I'm visioning when I'm speaking. Um, so you prick holes in it, and then uh, you'll anoint with the oil that way so that the oil actually gets into the candle. Right. 
Um, in my case, I usually might, um, I might write a word on mm -hmm. the side of the, I, if I'm working like with a spell one, for example, I might write the word with a needle or with a pin, mm -hmm. like a word that has to do with what the ritual is for. Yeah. And then that really helps because it grooves into the wax. And then obviously when you're anointing, it grooves in there as well. Yes. And so I like that. Um, obviously we would have to do a separate um, episode to speak of, the use of nails, pins, hats, um, right. scissors, and all that. But for one purpose for today is poking holes. It's poking <laughs> holes. And it, and and I don't think it's... If you use the needle versus a nail, it doesn't... Like, I'm seeing... I don't see the... Unless you do it purposefully, right? Inten yeah, but, it's intention there for sure. But I don't see it necessarily being like, oh, I only had a nail and I stuck a nail in, but it was supposed to be a sweet spell. You know, now I ruined it, you know, kind of thing. Right. I see it more just like the intention there because when I use, you know, needles or nails or something in a spell and keep it in the spell, it's because it has, it's like an element. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. The the spell work is the actual carving. Right. Not the tool. Not in, the tool. In that point. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it wouldn't be, you can even use just like a table knife and that also works. You yeah. Know? Toothpicks. Your nail uh, well, if you have nails, yeah. sorry, <laughs> that's not happening here. <laughs> okay, and what else did we have? Um, so for safeguarding the candle, just because we're talking about fire, do I mean listen to listen to your own instincts? Um, I definitely have put candles in in like bowls of water before because for some reason I was called to do that. Like I just felt like leaving it unattended was the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. So you do bowls of water. I know people put them in their bathtubs. Um, yeah, just kind of keeping an eye yeah, out for I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, we have to remember we are working with fire, and I don't know a single, you know, witch that hasn't had her smoke alarm go off. Right. Um, I mean, it's, it's a passage of right. Yes. <laughs> I like to use um, the bottoms of ceramic planters. Oh, yeah. I like to use those, and you can sprinkle a little bit of sand on it mm -hmm. as well because the sand is, you know, going to stop any sort of fire. And I like that because it's like an extra element of protection, but it's still works with like the aesthetic yes. of the of the spell of yeah. the ritual and so that's that's what i like the most and uh and also it's important to note when you do um anoint and dress a candle to not go way over because yes. those are going to be pockets of smoke and pockets of little yes explosions and i know people sometimes come back and they're like oh it was really flaming and it was you know and a ton of smoke and whatever and you're like okay but how much did you put in like right half a, a jar of essential oil <laughs> right. then you know mm, you know yeah you created that fire you created not, that fire not because it wasn't of, spirit yeah exactly <laughs> so so i think it's important to know that you know sometimes in all these extra elements since it is more of a correspondence to layer in strength to your intention you don't need a lot right you know and a little bit is enough yes <laughs> make it easy use so you can say chant say your mm -hmm. words as much as you want but yeah, take it then the if you need to turn off of uh, a candle because it's a seven day candle because it's you know uh, you don't it because you don't want to leave it unattended um, then you should turn it off okay and how do you turn off candles I snuff mm -hmm. I don't know what my beliefs are exactly in blowing out a candle I yeah. just know that I don't do it yeah I don't blow them out either because you're like sending it out like saying okay it's time to go and do it and I let that happen on its own naturally because you know when it burns all the way down to the end yeah at the end a little wisp of air goes yes and that for me is like okay go out and do it yes and for me if I snot if I blow it out it's like telling it it's done interesting and that's why I wouldn't I would um actually I have a little fancy snuffer I know that you just uh -huh. do them the I, yeah I'll just touch it out she'll do the fingertips the other day she told me this so i was like i can do that too and i turned one off and i was like oh i feel so proud of myself i turned a, a candle off with my bare fingers <laughs> but normally i use the fancy candle snuffer um remember i worked in a candle shop so you know can employee discount i got all the little you know fancy turn on turn off candle holding stuff <laughs> i just like to be as close as i can to fire it's just like Fire, fire. <laughs> That's true. Do we have anything else on our list? We actually made a list this time, people. See, we're getting more organized. It's happening. Little by little. 
Do you want to talk about how you put the ring of the cloves, the salt, the... I mean, I know we kind of touched. So I think those are correspondences as well when we're doing spell work or when we're doing candle magic. Um, same thing. We're choosing, you know, the size of the candle. We're choosing um, the color of the candle. We're choosing probably the day and the week of the, and the moon phase that we're going to be working with. We're choosing the oils we're going to put. We're choosing the, the herbs we're going to dress it with. And in addition to that, we normally um, lay the candle on a basic white plate mm -hmm. is what I use. I know other people use like aluminum foil. I use basic white plate that is a consecrated plate. This is a tool. This is not something that I went to my cupboard and just grabbed the first plate, right? It's a tool that I use and it's part of my magical inventory, I mm -hmm. guess you could call it. Um, and that plate... I will, you know, put the candle in the middle and it's the prepared candle, the fi fixed, fixed candle, fixed. a fixed candle. Um, it sounds so Southern to me. <laughs> the fixed candle and probably then it probably, it sounds so Southern. And then I will include other spices around the candle. Um, a circle of salt around a candle is very common to add for See, protection. And that's what I know. So I know the sugar and salt around the candle base, but for it was for the first time seeing your um, specific candles with the added items around it. So I was kind of wondering, like, where did yeah. that come from? So from you? Uh, no, I mean, I've seen it before. <laughs> um, same thing. Like if I'm doing a prosperity one, I am going to do, you know, the candle and I'm going to do the salt around it for protection. And then I'm going to do bay leaves around it mm -hmm. and just all around it just to add that element to bring more of that magic in, you know, and I might sprinkle glitter. Oh, we didn't talk about glitter. Oh, yeah. And glitter's sprinkle, huge. Glitter's huge. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, I might sprinkle glitter on top of the whole thing, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. So well, I guess I use beans. I know that. I use beans use all the beans. time for money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And gold flake too. So Around yeah. your... Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Uh, yeah, of course it is. So she just came into my house and she saw one that has... What does it have? It says salt and it has cloves and I think it has chili powder on top. Yeah. and But there's like rose quartz or something too. I have some quartz and I have some tiger eye to protect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, so uh, the cloves, I think, is what drew you, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, the cloves were a, a work of art. I took little clove by clove, and I lined them up so that they were all, like, in mm -hmm. a line. And not only that, I, I did set a lot of intention when I was putting it down. I actually thought of a person for each one of the clothes. So it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a protection spell. I was like, I'm protecting this person, I'm protecting this person, and all around, and I made that circle. It's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. So... And then we were going to talk about glitter for a sec. Yes, glitter. Glitter so, is a great way to bring color into any candle. So if you just, you know, if you're on a lower budget or you are like, I don't know what candle, candle I'm going to need, just buy white candles all the time mm -hmm. and have an assortment of glitter. Nice. And I heard, so I learned that glitter, because it's shiny and attractive, that's what it does. It's going to draw attraction, draw mm -hmm. in energy. Is that, mm -hmm. yeah? I use it for that and I also use it like, just to add that color element to bring bring home more of that element. Another correspondence. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. I think we finished with the candles. That was a lot of information about I know. candles, everyone. I uh, hopefully you all enjoyed <laughs> it. Yeah. And um, you wanted me to roll into astrology? Yeah, roll right in. So on March first, we have the sun sextile in Uranus, and um, there's a moon void up to one p.m. The sun sextile in Uranus is. A day to let your creativity fly, right? Because Uranus is all about creativity, being different, breaking with standards or things that are like the same. And the sun is all about you. So it's letting yourself be creative, letting yourself, you know, your freak flag fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what we're doing on that first. Um, it's very really important to speak that March, um, as soon as March kicks off, it's the first month that we have no retrogrades at all, Great. all year. So it's a fabulous month in that sense. Wonderful. And it's also a month where we're transitioning from Piscean to Arian, Arian energy. Um, so that is the end of the astrological wheel, the beginning of the astrological wheel. So it is a, a, like any time of ending and renewing and starting things. We're going to have that energy of like, you know, contemplative, look at what we did. What did I do in this last year? And, ooh, I got these new ideas. I got these new projects. Let me, what are the first steps I'm going to be taking? Mm -hmm. So that energy is going to be coming in through March, first half of March, more of the 
What are we letting go? Contemplative. What happened? Let me look at it. And the second half, more action-oriented. Excellent. Okay. Then on the second, we have the new moon in Pisces at 9.35 a.m. So I probably would do any rituals on the night before. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the first. Um, and it's also Mercury conjunct Saturn. So it's easy to communicate about your plans and, um, and to know... And it's going to be easy for you to communicate about your plans and the things that you're like looking forward to. So it's a really good manifestation energy in that sense. Um, this new moon is in Pisces and Pisces is that spiritual reflection. It is asking us to sort of take in like our darkness, our contemplation, our did I do what I wanted to do? Have I not done what I wanted to do? What do I need to change? in the future but to kind of sit in it not wallow in it but sit in it and like analyze it um especially since the energy the thursday and friday the third and the fourth are pretty strong mm -hmm. um just kind of like sit in it and let us plan but not like trying but using what we have learned and seeing what it is that has steered us and moved us okay then let's talk about the third and the fourth which i think are pretty strong days um, we're going to have a Venus-Pluto-Mars conjunction. Okay. <laughs> Sounds strong, right? Yes. It is. Entonces, um, <laughs> so it's Venus conjunct Pluto, Mars conjunct Pluto, and then so they're both, and then they're conjuncting each other. So this is a day where hidden truths might come out. Oy. It is a day where there's um, a lot of um, asserting our own power, especially in the face of power struggles. Okay. Okay. So it's like, oh, this is the way that the dynamic actually is. I always thought it was a different way and now i'm realizing that that's not the way it happens and no wait i want to take my power back or no i want to balance this out so that venus focus should be balancing our relationships that mars energy should be being confident in the decisions that you are making mm -hmm. and that pluto energy is about owning your own power okay okay um or getting back your own power if you notice that you've let your power be taken over by somebody else in those power struggles um the fourth venus ends its shadow period so we had venus go into retrograde back in december and then the retrograde finished in january and now its shadow period finishes so from the fourth on venus will actually be doing new shit interesting okay? oh because so this is good time for new love the whole time in the in february she was just going over like advancing over where she had already gone back through during mm -hmm. her retrograde okay so from this date on she's gonna actually be doing going off into the road forward. forward new energy and so that may feel that new energy that new excitement um since that venus retrograde did bring a lot of breakups i think it's more of an energy of feeling resolution and okay that's totally done and i'm actually moving forward wonderful okay? oh, yeah that's so great. that's really good for lots of people um and then Venus and Mars will be entering um, Aquarius on the 5th to the 6th. And that um, is basically, emotions can be a little bit high because, okay, so Venus and Mars are normally not together, mm -hmm. okay? Because Venus is a lot um, faster than Mars. And so usually she's, you know, further ahead, usually by a whole sign. But since she was retrograde, they've met up. Okay. And so they were in Capricorn together. Now they're in Mar they're going to be in Aquarius together. And it's really strange for them to be like together. And they're not only together, they're like really close. They're like between one and five degrees, depending on the day, you know? So they're really close and they're like working together, which is, it's a great time for you to look at how you balance the masculine and feminine energies because Venus is the feminine, Mars is the masculine, how you balance the, the masculine and feminine energies in your life. And also how you balance your desires versus the actions that you're taking. So if you say you want something, blah, 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 and you never do anything about it, then you're not being balanced. Right. Right? So it's like, but if you're just constantly on the go, 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 and you're not looking at what you really want or where you're headed, then you're not going to obtain what you want either. So right. it's bringing balance into those both elements. So it's a pretty, you know, that that weekend, that third, fourth, fifth is pretty strong. Interesting. Um, because not strong in conflict, but strong in that there's lots of things going on where you have to really evaluate, like, where you land. Okay. okay? That fourth to fifth, we also have the sun conjunct Jupiter, which is beautiful. I mean, Jupiter is the grand benefic of the... Um, 
the of the of the skies it expands everything and so if it's expanding the sun the sun is you so it's expanding you you're seeing your potential if it's at that same time that venus is going direct you're seeing your potential in relationship if it's at the same time as mars is kicking in it's like seeing what actions you can take so it's like all of that's coming together it's pretty lovely energy if it's um if it's used correctly okay then the week of the 6th through the 11th you asked me for that mm -hmm. one too right so i mean i looked it up and i don't have like the way that i do my process like in october of the year before i sit down and i look at all the big moon stuff like new moons full moons eclipses stuff like that then like in november i sit down and i look at all the major transits and then i go back and so i just kind of like it's a purification like a puree yeah, yeah. where i'm straining things in and then when I look at the actual weeks, I look at, and so there's nothing written down. I looked up this week. It's all moon aspects. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the moon aspects are the smaller ones because they change about every two and a half days. There are a lot of, obviously the moon's up every day. So there's always going to be a moon aspect. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a couple of moon aspects like the moon is going to be squaring Venus and Mars because they're together. So that day can be a little bit, it's like, how do I feel about all these changes? How do I feel about everything that I talked about right now? And that's happening on the Sunday, the 6th. But then after that, it's just basically moon aspects during the 7th through the 10th. I think that the things that are happening between the 2nd and the 5th are so big that we'll still be shifting through them. Okay. Um, but there's no major like transit going on there. And then we have a moon void on the 10th um, all day, 9 a.m. to 12 midnight. So that's wow. all day. So that day, um, what happens is that you're either at the mercy of others mm -hmm. because you don't have any direction or you if you have the ability to do this for yourself which i do um you try to stay in and try to like give it yourself like the lazy day or the netflix day or the i'm not getting out there and fighting with people kind of energy yeah okay then the 12th we have the sun conjunct neptune which is it's a nice transit i like that transit because it can be very dreamy okay it can be very dreamy, very creative, very artsy, very musical inclined because it's all Neptune. They rule the arts and they rule fantasy. It can be, you know, mm -hmm. great day to watch a fantasy movie and all that. Um, but it can be, if you're in a major transition in your life, it can be a day of feeling confused okay. because Neptune also rules like fogginess, not being clear, drug addiction, all those other. So it has the both aspects, right? It has the positive and the negative. So you can get equally lost in, you know, something toxic, intoxicating. You can get intoxicated. Neptune is intoxicating. Okay. You can get intoxicated with beverage or you can get intoxicated with, you know, music. Right. And so it's up to you and how you let that affect you. Cool. Right. And even music, you could do uplifting music or you could do things that right. drag you down. Yeah, yeah. And it's important to like, um, but like protect what you let come into your mind okay yeah but it's it's a nice transit it's like a lovely fantasy day like a, it's a great day to cosplay you know nice yeah and that's as far as you wanted me to go right yeah awesome all right okay so i'm going to talk a little bit about ahusema or lavender this week it's sweet it is an analgesic antioxidant antibacterial it's an immune tonic anti-inflammatory and it is an adaptogen as well uh, it eases acid indigestion. It's anti-anxiety, aids digestion, manages um, excess gas. It's a mild sedative. Did I say that? Probably. Um, it's taken as a tincture and tonic or tonic to prevent cancer, to clear and balance free radicals from the body. Topically, it's a disinfectant. It's also a mosquito repellent. Um, when you plant it in your garden, it helps keep uh, bugs away. Lemongrass and lavender are great for that. Uh, as um, as a pomada or like a, a salve, it eases pain and it's anti-inflammatory. Uh, it's also really good against, so if you do get a mosquito bite, um, you can rub it on it and it's a anti-itch. I don't know if there's, there's probably a fancier word than anti-itch, but it's that. Uh, let's see. You can use lavender and oils on your skin. It's very sweet smelling. Um, it's not, it's not really been shown to have any, um, contrary indications. Yeah. Wait, contrary what? 
contraindications. Yeah, indications with like any other medication. So it's a pretty safe, mild. Again, I'm not a doctor, so talk to yours before you ingest anything. But it is seen as a really mild, safe, even though it's quite potent. Uh, magically, as a flower, the essence helps to um, clear the squirrels. I call them in your head, like mm. clear. Calm you down. Yeah. So to get yourself focused, it's good for stress, confusion, disharmony. As an incense, it promotes peace within families, friends, and loved ones. As a tincture or a flower essence, it attracts uh, sensuous and playful love. Mm. In a banyo, uh, we use it to enhance our energy field. And it also helps to gra uh, gracefully release guilt and shame. Nice. It is excellent for binding and cloaking magic. And it's used um, in conjunction with honey for sweetening, like a lot of sweetening petitions and yeah lavender they also does it have um sleep properties because i use it in, in like the sleep yes scent for the kids. it is a sedative yeah okay awesome yeah. yeah yeah thank you guys so much for listening uh again my name is dion you can find me at unusualhealing.com where i'm a hypnotherapist and we'll be back next week with some more bruja banter sure and uh my name is sasha Delgado, and you can find me at brujeria 101 um, for Spanish in Facebook and online as a web page for other services and um, sexual wellness and retreat um, in Facebook is my private group. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.